Gabby got a blanket, so I wanted a blanket. Which is so weird and counterintuitive because we record with the air turned off and all the windows closed, but it's getting nicer (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I'm like looking at an open window, but it's fine. Um, I just want it to feel like fall. It's my month and I want it to feel like my month. And I want it. I mean, granted, it is pretty. It's been more overcast for sure, and it gets colder I'm quicker. It. I'm, I'm loving it. Loving too. it. Anyone out there with real sweater. seasons, we're so jealous. Listen, I never understood what people would say about like, like every time I'd hear Californians complain, or I guess people in LA complain about like not having seasons. I was like, oh, poor you. It's always so nice. And now I'm like, no, this is. It's like I feel like I'm in a fucking simulation. No, it's. I don't sucks. like it. Exactly. And no, it's so. It doesn't feel natural. It's too much sun. I mean, I, you know me. I hate that sun is public enemy number one for me. I can't keep track of time. No, there's no track of time. But I'm also like the palest bitch in the world. Like I hate the you, you know. So <laughs> me and Zoe were saying that the other day. We were <laughs> how pale we were I am. Talking about, Great. No, we were <laughs> talking kidding. about the sun, and I was saying yeah. I was like I feel like Latinos. We just we become more powerful in the sun. <laughs> you really do. You just absorb, it charges just, our it charges our powers. <laughs> yes, my the moon is my sun. That yeah. charges my like full moons charge my powers. The sun literally drains me up like a fucking raisin. And then I'm like tired and gross and like, ugh, I don't know. I can't believe it's your birthday so soon. I really don't care. You get old enough. You just don't give a shit. (laughs) You know me all year long. Everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. Stop asking me. I don't want to hang out. And now we actually are hanging out. I know. And I I didn't. I really didn't want to. But it's, yeah, it's not my birthday. And also, not like I don't want to hang out with you guys, but it's like, I I'm not like I wasn't trying to seek out trying to do something. And it just all fell in my lap. And it just it happens to be like a perfect, gorgeous, lovely weekend is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Right. I'm like, don't be don't offended. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I will. No, no, no. Not come. that I'd be offended. I'm like, I just, I just won't drive. No, I just meant in terms of like me just shitting on that every time you asked me for the past month and a half or however long. No, yeah. Meadow has made it very clear that on her actual day of birth, She's like, uh, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see any of you. Frankly, don't talk to me. And it's not even, it's not in like a, I don't like aging. I love aging. In fact, I wish I was 30 and not t- turning 29. I'm, it's going to be the last year of my 20s, which is fun. But you always say you're 30. I always say I'm 30. I just feel, I, since I was 15, I have been waiting to be 30. It's been an ongoing mm. theme in my life. Because I thought 30 mm-hmm. was like when you have friends over and like have dinner parties and you're, you you make a table all cute and you just sit and talk and like vibe, yeah. which is low-key exactly what we do. So it happened anyway. Yeah. But. I really admire people who throw like great – you know who I follow on Instagram? Like we don't? No, we do. But there's just a difference yeah. of like someone who like curates a dinner party where like the tablescape and it's like right, their right, friends right, right, right. come over. Like, there's like 15 of them. Yeah. You know who does that? Who? Cole Cole's sister. Oh, <gasps> uh, she was Cole she's Brown, so cool. Listen, he was one of our first episodes. Yeah, Faith is yeah. awesome. She, I think, is still at W, but we went to college together and she's like, she's a baby. She's like 22, 23 years old. So and cool. she lives in New York. And like, oh, I always see on her Instagram, like her throwing the coolest. And everyone's like in like gloves and like just like in like a cute little dress. And like, she just has a beautiful tablescape with like candles and like beautiful wine. And it's just so fucking pretty. Do you know what I told you? I feel like over the summer, which we forgot about, and I just was reminded in this moment, we should almost do it this weekend, but it's way too much energy. You and I still need to have our party where everyone comes either like as their type or their partner. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? A long time ago we were talking mm-hmm. about, it. I saw someone do that mm-hmm. and I was like, that's funny. Like when we hang out, cause sometimes with our friends, we just like want to go to each other's houses and hang out. But like, we should have game night that we also do something cute and silly like that. Or we all wear gloves and like yeah. look off on guard or something. I don't know. I'm so into that. Cute. Right? I'm down. Why I'm not? Fun. Why not? Anyway, we're in a Maybe weird we'll mood today. have a live show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a live show and make it like a costume party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we fucking would. Costumes. Like has nothing to do with anything. We would. Yeah. It feels like it's raining, but it's not. I love that. So here's the tea. Yeah, here's the tea. Oh, because I'm drinking tea. One, you're drinking tea. So what's going on? Two, <laughs> if you're new here, Meadow shits on tea drinkers and now she's <laughs> drinking tea. So move past it. We're not, we're not even elaborating, but it's true. Move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> so here's the tea. We have decided that today is going to be like a, <laughs> one of those type of episodes we got a couple requests and i think they're fun and yeah. definitely you know could be full episodes and we're just gonna start talking about them and like see what happens and i think these were patreon requests were they not some were one was a dm one was a patreon okay. request so always slide into our dms whether they're on instagram or patreon and ask mm-hmm. us for themes. Because like a lot of our last unpackings, people pleasing, was a gorgeous request mm-hmm. from a patron whom we love. So we, 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 like the, we like the Q&A kind of style. For sure. And I think you guys like them too. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell me to go fuck myself if I'm wrong. But that's just what the vibe <laughs> has been. You wanted to tell me something. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a rough one to start with. And we're in a weird mood. So this will be fun. Here we go. All right. Let's jump right in. So I'm reading. How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, who is like a cool researcher with psychedelics. And it was, I got it a while ago in preparation for the AIM event, which was this past weekend, which was so much fun. If anyone came in is listening, hi, that was a fucking blast. So it's all about psychedelics and mental health. And so I was watching their Netflix version of the book. They made like a four-part docu-series and I was watching it before the event for R&D. And I found in it someone who was doing a psilocybin treatment and was talking about how in want to say it's Switzerland, but I didn't write it down and it's not in front of me. So don't hold me to it. They have a program called Exit and it's a physician assisted die by suicide with dignity and like choosing to Mm -hmm. exit from life. And I, I like have always kind of stayed away from talking about those topics because I feel like I've seen a lot of suicide prevention and awareness advocates that are really supportive of that. And then I've seen others that are super anti. As someone that lost a brother to suicide, my gut reaction is like, I do believe in giving people autonomy so much, but how do you, where does that service draw a line or decide between giving someone more tools or maybe it's not truly what they want to do versus like a terminal illness. Like just, I feel like the the nuance between getting down on paper where you qualify for a program like this is so sticky. I mean, do we know what the qualifications are? Because that was my immediate question. Like how much of a psyche val is there? Like, isn't it really only for people with terminal illnesses or like? Not really. Like old age. So here on the site, when suffering becomes unbearable, some people prefer to die rather than seeing it prolonged. 
Exit will not abandon such people to their fate. Rather, Exit supports its members and their right to self-determination. Its physician-assisted suicide is actually an effective form of suicide prevention. So I think they help you tie up loose ends with other stuff in addition to physician-assisted suicide. Okay, who is eligible? Here we go. When the person wishing to die knows what he or she is doing, does not act on impulse, has a persistent wish to die, is not under the influence of any third party, and commits suicide by his or her own hand. Wait. Okay, so you don't have to be sick. But wait, wait, commit suicide by his or her hand. I know, that doesn't make any sense. They'll provide it to people. I think I'm like skimming through things. They'll provide it to people with hopeless prognoses, unbearable symptoms, unacceptable disabilities, or persons suffering in and around old age. But like unacceptable disabilities, like even that, that's what I mean. Like it's like even these qualifications feel every, I mean, everything is subjective. And unacceptable disability. That's what I'm saying. Like, what does that even mean? Who, who gets to decide what is an acceptable or unacceptable? I don't know. It just all feels very sticky. Anyway, I wanted it your feels, gut reaction and thoughts on it. It feels really sticky, but because it feels really sticky, I feel like these people are stacked with lawyers, like so that they don't get sued. And so I feel like once you're in it, maybe the website is like a little obscure. But then right. I feel like once you're applying, I feel like the process is probably really tedious. I don't know though. I would th- what do you, th- what do you, what are your opinions ethically, morally, psychosocially? I'm not super sure. So yeah. like, don't hold me to what I'm going to say right now. And yeah. I'm not- Which is totally fair. The point, Guys, the point of this podcast is about nuance. So like what I, I'm not going to say something, Period. like I'm not going to yeah. not say yeah, what absolutely. I think because- We're going to change our, it's the show is quite literally called Thoughts May Vary. We're going to change our mind tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I would love to learn more always. Right now, my opinion on it is if you are in quote unquote, like of your right mind, there's like an intense psyche valve and it's like you're terminally ill or like really old and you're like gonna die a painful death soon i think it's actually like quite great to like Mm -hmm. allow people to go and probably easier for their families as well sometimes in some cases i don't think it qualifies under the same thing of like suicide prevention because i feel like the people that are sick or that are like old that are going to these programs are so clear on it and not because of like a mental illness or like something that they're going through. I mean, they obviously are going through something, but you know what I mean? Like it's not like a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel the need to save them. People feel- You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. People even, I, I, I think even when people do have depression, a lot of people I've heard speak to suicide as separate from their mental health issues too, which is interesting. Mm. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it's so individual. I mean, everything we fucking say is so individual, but yeah, I hadn't finished the episode to be fair, but the guy who was in the ketamine trials that talked about having that as an exit had like cluster migraines. And so he was like, I had four pain-free days in the past year. Mm, Fuck. Like debilitating pain. (gasps) You know what I mean? Was the ketamine therapy helping him? I didn't finish the episode. It seems like it. I mean, he went to one and loved it and his mom did it, but I didn't watch like long term. Yeah. I'm asking people not to come for me because I don't know. It's I don't my know. gut reaction. That's why I wanted to ask you because I saw it and I was like, ooh, like cool. And also like, uh, and it's like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. what are, okay. I know, it's, I know it's different. I know it's a very different segue, but like, how do you feel about 
like providing clean needles. Uh, harm redu- the most beautiful thing you can do for someone. Okay, so explain that. Addiction is such a disease. Whether or not you provide them is not necessarily the thing that's making the difference in them finding a way to stop if that's their goal, if it's such a disease. So you, it's not enabling it's them. It's in no for people fucking way that. enabling them. And in, in fact, it's creating safer usage. Like, I don't understand when people say, oh, it's enabling them. It's like, okay, cool. So, but like that person can die then. Like it is such a fucking disease that people are willing to discard as like a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really not like it's, I mean, Hey, I, I drink coffee every single day and I have to like to a certain form, that's an addiction to a drug. Like I smoke weed a lot, which we're going to talk about and unpack today. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I think everyone is so quick to throw morality to addiction in a negative way. That's so unfair. And I think if you can give someone the tools to use safely, then maybe they have that one basic need met, right? Like my Maslow's hierarchy of needs we always talk about in that mm-hmm. safety to then go the step up to think like, okay, well, what, where does this come from? Why am I doing like, mm-hmm. maybe you give them the space to ask these other questions to actually go through the healing. Cause they're not just fucking surviving and getting needles in a, a much, much scarier way. Mm-hmm. We had a harm reduction specialist who we love and still love that um, we've been trying to schedule on the pod and it just went back and forth for a while. But I know people have been asking us to speak more to addiction and drugs. And I do want to, in like a personal sense too, like I want to share my experiences with my siblings, but it also does, like I, I still haven't decided for myself what feels like my story to say and what doesn't and like how much I want to share. Mm-hmm. And that's still so personal and they're still around and intimately involved in my life. So it's just... We haven't quite gone there yet. So thanks to everyone's patience with us on that one. But we still mm-hmm. want to get an expert on too to speak to more of this soon. I agree with you. Yeah. But that's that's the same sort of mentality that I feel about the physician-assisted suicide. It feels similar. Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. Like it, obviously, it's different, but it right. feels similar. You're not – You're well, and you, we know the number one myth with suicide is planting the seed. So it's not like you can't plant the mm-hmm. seed. You can't like – I don't know. I I really believe in people's autonomy so much, but I also think I've seen people feel so hopeless and find support. I think that's my thing. It's like my relentless optimism and my relentless hope has quite literally seen multiple stories of people find that hope and not. I've seen both, but Mm -hmm. it just makes me nervous Mm -hmm. for the space where there is both or that could be a possibility. I'm not sure how much, how many people of that category would go seek out a service like this. I guess that's my, that's my main stickiness. I think just like conversations like this, whether we're talking about, you know, physician assisted suicide or we're talking about harm reduction and handing out clean needles and things like that, it's they're topics that make us extremely uncomfortable. And I'm saying like us mm-hmm. as like the collective, mm-hmm. it makes us so uncomfortable that I think that that's why there's like harsh yes and no, wrong and right. Right. Because again, as we always say on here, nuance creates confusion. Mm-hmm. And people don't like living in that confusion. They don't like living in the gray. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about going back to the whole thing that we were talking about in the beginning about the suicide thing. Like, I think because we attach suicide with such a sad thing, Mm -hmm. which it often is, Mm -hmm. because it's someone that's like struggling so much that that's their only release. Mm -hmm. But but the thing for me is like from a mental health perspective, it's like, you know, that person is struggling so much and oftentimes they feel as though the world is genuinely better off without them. Mm which is not 
the case, it feels like, with physician-assisted suicide because it isn't people that are coming from that space. It's like coming from a space of like owning your narrative. I'm in so much physical pain. Like I have so much physical pain that I'm going through with whatever health thing Mm. that's happening to me or, you know, I'm however old and like my body's shutting down and I'm not down to watch it happen. Mm -hmm. Like it's not acting. It's like this is putting me at peace. This is like – it's like my time to go. I don't know. It just feels different to me and it feels like that gray area. And you know me. You know I like to gravitate towards the gray. Mm -hmm. So – I don't know. That that's just how I that's my like it's not even a conclusion. It's how I feel around it. I agree with everything you're saying so much and it would be so cool to to just find other experts on. exactly to talk to speak to it more. Cuz I I I feel like even within the space I'm sure there's different degrees of like lived experience and personal experience and and thoughts and opinions and research and stats behind it that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. So Right, like I don't know anyone who's done that. Or anyone whose family member has done that. Not that I know of. Nor do I. I've seen it represented in media, but I've never seen it from a person. What was that movie? She just fucking got up on the thing and grabbed her toy. She looked like a gopher. It was really funny. (laughs) Just like, coming up. Wait, what was that movie with the chick from Game of Thrones? With, what's her face? No, she's not from Game of Thrones. Was it the Game of Thrones girl? Yeah, it was the Game of Thrones girl. Um, oh, Maisie. Maisie Williams did that. I never watched it, but I, I heard about it. No, no, not Maisie Williams. Oh, okay. I thought I thought it was her. Didn't she have a didn't she have a no, movie about I'm gonna cancer? Google it, but it's it's about a movie. No, but it's a movie about a physician assisted suicide. Oh. Um I'm gonna look it up. Okay, it's called Me Before You. Who was in it? Which actor? Amelia Clark. Oh, Daenerys. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know she did that. Yeah. Yeah, she plays, I believe that like she's his nurse and they like fall in love. He's paraplegic, I believe, mm-hmm. in the movie. I don't know. I saw it once when I was in college and could never watch it again because of the amount I've sobbed during that movie. But it is about physician assisted suicide. What's the ending? He dies. <laughs> he dies. Okay. Damn. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler okay. alert. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should it's kind of a cool transition into the weed talk. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay, so I got a DM today. Shout out. Oh my gosh, I didn't ask if I could say your name. So shout out, special you. You know who you are. To kind of discuss our relationship with cannabis. Like in particular, they were like, when it comes to weed and mental health, like you seem like you have your your whole usage and like relationship with it figured out. Mm-hmm. And I don't. So I don't know. Should we go through like our trajectories of like usage mm-hmm. and the whole nine? Do you want me to start? Should I wrap mine up quickly because it's much shorter than yours? And I have oh a lot of yes, please, yeah. Then great. <laughs> yeah, take it away because oh I have a lot of questions about you. Okay, side note, guys, if this happens to you, it's been happening to me recently, and it happened last night. I've been getting this pain. It just happens why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I've been getting this pain from. It feels like my lower jaw, kind of like behind my ear, and it feels like there's like a vein or something, and it feels like it like swells for a second. It's like a weird Whoa. shooting pain down the side of my neck. I feel like something's wrong. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I wonder if I've gone that before. I mean, like my neck always hurts, dude. My neck and shoulders. I told you yesterday, I was fucking with them so much. I woke up yeah, and thought they were bruised. I know, but, but it's shooting. not that type of pain. It's like a like, shooting. You know I get neck pain. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's like an internal pain. It's not like a joint pain. It's Ew, not like it's a like a body pain. pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Body pain. Those are weird because you can't like grab them. And yeah. Like, What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's how weird. I feel. Weird. Did it, it goes away though? It's like immediately. It's like a one second. I don't know. Bodies are so 
weird. I don't know, but I don't like it. It makes me nervy. I know. I get nervous about everything too. I don't know what to tell you. We're anxiety ridden girlies, but you're fine. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We love you. Please turn this off now. That's my mom, by the way. When was the first time you smoked weed? Honestly, I didn't smoke weed until late. I smoked weed for the first time when I graduated from high school. Cool. When I was 18 that summer. Paint me the picture. I don't even frankly remember. I think I smoked out of a bong, as everyone does for the first time. Rough. I think I was too scared. My relationship with drugs has always been scared. Mm. Like, I've always been very scared. You know, I don't do – I took a Xanax one time. Could have hit me with a fucking bus. I wouldn't have felt it. I hated the feeling. Yep. Never did it again. Like yep. took a Xanax and like got fucked up. Like right, right, right. Never done any other drugs other than mushrooms. And yeah. Weed. So drugs scare me. But by the so time you did I mushrooms was- too, it was not record. You were doing that for like a spiritual, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Like, and yeah, you already weren't. Yeah, yeah. Like I wasn't like doing mushrooms in college. Like, yeah. Right. No. Right. Right. Um. Anyway, that was always my relationship with drugs. I'm very fearful with things like that. I'm just a paranoid girly. Think I'm mm-hmm. the girl that does a line of blow and dies on the spot. Yeah. Slash, I think I'd really like it. So yeah, fair, 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 also fair. Also for another reason. Also, I'm already a confident drunk. I just don't need that. Yeah. People yeah, that's I, true. people wouldn't like me very much. That's I just, true. I'd have to. Not only are you confident, but you're so like, even when you feel I'm drunk composed. and cute, you're so composed and together. Like you're like, I have my shit figured out. I don't need it. Yeah. Right. Anyway. I don't even think I did it right. Like, I don't even think I got high. No so I can't does. even remember the first time I was like high. Yeah. And then in college, I smoked a lot of weed, but like yeah. not really until my junior or senior year. Like I smoked every now and again, like at a post game, but I would never like buy my own really. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was really senior year. Like my roommate and I would just smoked a lot. And there was like a delivery service in DC too, that like you could like order to mm-hmm. your door. Mm-hmm. I had a really good relationship to weed where like I never I never felt like I was abusing it. I never felt like I was reliant on it. Um I really like it. I don't like edibles. I think edibles make me really weird and they make me really paranoid in like a way of like what am I doing with my hands? Like I don't know what to do with my hands. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I laugh mm-hmm. a lot but I'm like mute. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's I don't like it. I my body feels like it's like morphing into the chair like I'm in get out. Like I don't I don't like the feeling of edibles and I have not found any that do it for me now could you be productive would you study no I am not a productive high person okay even when I this is just relaxation chilling Mm -hmm. decompressing Mm -hmm. I can't okay I'm already a lazy girl okay you give me weed I am one with the furniture like count me out Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like at night I don't smoke during the day like nighttime chilling watching a movie like after dinner smoking while I cook like I didn't really smoke alone when I was living in New York at all Mm -hmm. this is like the first time in my life that I like smoke alone and Mm -hmm. I think it's because I make like a little it's like nice for me like yeah Mm -hmm. I like smoking with my friends but like I think that was more of like a college thing of like getting high with your friends and like laughing and watching movies and like eating a lot Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. like now like I always just have the weed that I like I buy like little baby Mm J's I love Miss Grass Mm -hmm. I prefer Indica or Hybrid if they have a little CBD in them they're like a little nicer but like preferably Indica so wrong you are fucking nuts for that baby I don't know Sativa makes my head too crazy and it makes my jaw feel weird I used to only smoke that in college though but you you like to be active yeah that's true but like that's the thing is like all I like to smoke now by myself like when I'm cooking I'll like take a little break on the bal- – like now that I have that balcony, it's the best thing ever. And like have a night – I like sm- – I mm-hmm. honestly prefer smoking alone now. It's like a nice way to wind down mm-hmm. and it's like a little 
I'll journal sometimes or whatever. I'll just stare outside and yeah. like it's an excuse to be off my phone. And I don't know. I've always had a very good relationship with weed. I think it's a really nice meditation for me now because of the way that mm-hmm. I do it. If you had an anxious day, would you smoke? Mm. Like, are you are you smoking yeah. from a place it where- It doesn't make me more anxious. Okay, cool. That's what I was going to ask. Is like, are you smoking from a place where you're just decompressing and you're chilling, but also it helps ground you? Or is it like one of those things where that may be true, but when you have anxiety, it could set it off worse? Because- It depends. It can, depends. I think mm-hmm. I just, I think I just know. Like, I'll know, like, don't. Your range of emotions. I have a good picker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. uh-huh. I have a good picker with that. So, totally. but yes, for me, it's very meditative. Yeah. Because I leave my phone inside. Totally. Like I'm not the type of high person anymore. Like if I am with friends, I'll do it. But I'm not the type of high person that's like I'm sitting there and now I'm like doom scrolling, like giggling on TikTok. Like no. yeah, I'll do that sometimes. Like, we smoke to get present. Like, you alone. and I go outside on your balcony too and leave our mm-hmm. phones and just talk or look around or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just sitting outside and looking at the moon or whatever. So it's very grounding for me. So if I am anxious, it kind of helps. Cool. Um, but I just I just gauge. But anyway, yeah, that's the tea. Cool. How about you? Love it. I. <laughs> I've been smoking a lot mm. longer and a lot more than you have. <laughs> and I also <laughs> love drugs. So let's preface this with every member of my family is an addict on both sides. Like addiction runs deep in my family. I think I'm the only person, I, I definitely have an addictive personality, but I'm the only person that hasn't had it get to the point where like they've needed rehab or to like stop and really right. reassess how they use things and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I like you cannot do drugs. Right. Right. I smoked for the first time. Fucking hell. When was that? It was with Joe Ryan George and Alec Nasto. And it was in like probably going into freshman year or maybe it was eighth grade. And we used to smoke wine black and milds, which is fucking disgusting. What is that? They're like those little thin cigars that are really, really gross and smell really bad. And like one person at a party would always have them for whatever reason. We decided that that's what you like. <laughs> Becky and I still make fun of smoke, each other to this day about it. Would you smoke spliffs? I love yeah. spliffs in college. I, I wouldn't. I a big spliff girl. I smoked a little spliff, but then I immediately switched to smoking weed and we would smoke bowls. Like we would go get glass, gorgeous mm-hmm. glass pipes from this cute lady at the Kobe swap meet. I know she would sell knives and glass pipes. She'd let all the fucking 13 year olds buy glass pipes from her niche. And she was like a cute old lady. It was hilarious. Anyway, we would like always go to her and have cute pipes and we would drive to like up and down the beach and find a place to park and smoke. And it would just be like us in a car smoking and philosophizing about life by the ocean. Like it was, it's like still how I use today. So then Mm -hmm. I went, I mean, I've always been smoking ever since then in and out of usage. Like I would stop for a while at a time and then use it for a while at a time. There was a period of time where like I would only smoke when I had boyfriends. Like I'd have boyfriends and they'd buy weed and I'd smoke with them all the time. And then if I was going through mm-hmm. a breakup, I'd be like, I'm not going to buy my own weed. Like no way. <laughs> so I like, I remember not buying my own weed for a long, long time. I think throughout having mental health issues too, like I first experienced anxiety really late. Like I thought I was the only person in my family that got off scot-free from any sort of mental health issue until post my abusive relationship, I developed like debilitating anxiety and like had anxiety attacks and that kind of kept up ever since. Not anxiety attacks, but having varying levels of anxiety Mm. and depression, which if I'm being realistic, I fully was depressed. Like in high school and middle school too, but in a way that I couldn't acknowledge, you know? So to me, Mm -hmm. that was like my first experience. Anyway, 
I have found my anxiety to be such an experience that goes mental. I'm also a fucking Libra. I'm an air sign. Like I'm ruled by the mind. Everything is about mental health. Like I grab our shows called thoughts may vary. Like mind space is easily where I always go to, which is all fucking made up. Like if you know me and my spiritual beliefs, like all that shit is like thoughts and emotions are not necessarily real. They matter and should be Mm -hmm. honored but, or they don't matter. They, they, they're, they're real and should be honored in their experience, but they're not real in terms of like the stories that you're telling yourself are not real. And we are making up our own prisons. And you just posted Mm -hmm. a hilarious fucking reel about that. I found that weed is something that allows me and similar to you to ground into the present moment and not get in my head. Like I know a lot of people get in their head when they smoke Mm -hmm. weed. I don't mine immediately becomes like all this mental game that I'm making up goes clear. And I'm like, happy and high. And then my thoughts are funny or creative or spark an idea. Or like I can like make mood boards with them or journal and really like think through things with a different level. It's funny because like you're high, which makes you not feel clear, but it takes away mental chatter for me in a way that gains a lot of clarity. Okay. I love that. See, I do the, I that's why I like mushrooms because mm, mushrooms make me – they don't make me sleepy. So they make me like active yes. and like I'll be really, really creative. Weed, I don't feel that way because in the same way that you say it ends your mental chatter, that's how I am too. But I like to have my brain turned off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, I don't totally. want to be creative. I don't want to like start my next project. Like I don't want to do – I literally totally. just want to like – be a potato. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, same. Like, so if I'm smoking indica, I'm out. I'm eating a full bag of chips, giggling for 20 minutes, and I'm out like a light for the next nine to 10 hours. Yeah, like, I go to bed. So that's why I'm yeah. more like a hybrid or sativa girly because I like that. I like to use it for like flow or even to cook or to like vibe around my house or to like go mm-hmm. have a day in LA with you guys. I mean, I'm ripping all, I smoke, I was for a long time smoking all day long, all night long. Not necessarily. I actually, that's a lie. I completely take it back. Everything I said, I, I did realize that I don't smoke a, a, at least like an hour, if not two before bed, because I'm so prone to nightmares and smoking will give me nightmares. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really, I don't smoke to fall asleep. I used to in the past. I don't now. No. Yeah, and I also I. I, am smoking yeah. less throughout the day recently, just because I was like doing it excessively. And I was like, okay, well, it feels like I like it and I don't feel bad, but it does feel a little excessive. So I'll cool off. So now I don't do it as much, but I'm still smoking every single day. See, that's the thing. Me. And like, I, what are your thoughts on when people are like telling others like they're smoking too much? Like what's too much? Oh my much? God. That TikTok sound that went viral. That was like, it's Wednesday in the middle of the day. You smell like weed. Do you have anything to say about that? Pissed me off so badly. Cause I was like, do you have something to say about that? Who the fuck are you to know someone's life? I've never heard like, that. Oh, it was like a, it was a sound that was going viral. That really pissed me off. Like why, how is that your business? That's my thoughts. How the fuck is that your business to tell someone else what they like, how, what their usage should or shouldn't be. If it's a problem and like, there's a whole thing to unpack there. If you're worried about a friend, yada, yada, yada. But in everyday usage, like I just, however people get through life is not my thing to fucking judge someone over. Right. But then it's like, okay, this is just me. Cause like, I'm going to agree with you. I'm just, devil's advocate. Of course. That's what we do. Yeah. Please. I'm a devil. Yeah. yeah. Because I've gone through this situation with somebody where like, to be fair, there was a reason to be worried mm-hmm. about their their frequency of usage and quantity mm. and they're aware of that they were aware of that that said in the beginning it always kind of came from a place of like 
you smoke weed too, like, like worry about you. Like how much of it is like, we are just over psychoanalyzing literally everything where it's like, sometimes it's just not that fucking deep. Mm -hmm. Like, cause here's my thing. Even the way that I just said something, I just like to be a potato. I want to turn the mind chatter off. Someone could sit here and be like, well, that's, she depressed. Yeah, that's repression and distraction. She wants to stop thinking. Right. Where it's like, no, I'm actually doing amazing. It's just I have a very hyperactive mind. This is called how this is how I cope. So here's the thing. So it immediately makes me think of my fucking sibling who I want to speak about and like my experience with who has addiction. That's a lot gnarlier than what we're speaking to. And even having a sibling that has addiction to substances that are way gnarlier, like I've always the second he was born, he was having a hard time. Like there's no other way to describe. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about it when we were talking about exit. Like there's no other way to describe it. But like I have watched someone from their birth, from the very start as an infant, like you can see the difference in my face and his face and like how life has always just been harder to move through for him. Unequivocally, point blank, like game over. So who the fuck am I to judge how he makes it through his day? Like, it's just so it's it, I, everyone's going to do it through their own lens and through their own traumas and their own fears of being judged and their shadow of what's coming up. And it's just not quite frankly, none of mm. our business, except once again, if like you care about someone and someone's harming themselves in a, in a way that's like a detriment to their daily functioning or a detriment to their relationships and like their work life, their social life, things they build, if they're not doing things they love, you know, we know warning signs. So and what about like functioning addicts? What about him? Like, do we judge like if them? You're saying, no, not judge, but I'm saying like, you know, you were saying except for people in your life that you're worried about because they stopped doing the things they love. It's affecting their life. Like, what if- I'm saying that's a scenario in which you can speak, like, feel free to speak to them on it. But I still think even right. in speaking to them, there is a relatability with like that form of coping. Right, but I'm saying like someone, and let's just talk about weed because okay, we're not it gets too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets yeah. So if we're just talking about weed, you have someone who, because again, same thing with by the way, with like not being able to plant a seed with suicide. Like weed is not a gateway drug, right? Like you were gonna do it anyway, right? Like there's a lot of research behind that that like, right. and we'll we'll put linkies and studies somewhere. And again, I'm not a fucking scientist and doctor and researcher, but like from what I've read. Like it's not, it's not like clicking something in your brain where you're like, this isn't enough. I'm going to try more. It's like, no, you have the curiosity. It's just like, you were going to fucking do it anyway. And you know, what's funny. My, my user brother cannot smoke weed. Like cannot, hates it. Never has, never wanted, like so bad, (laughs) but can use other things. Yeah. Uh If we're just talking about weed and there's one person who, you know, for example, is like the person that I had to talk to that like I was worried about, they were it was obviously impacting their life. It mm-hmm. was impacting mm-hmm. their brain, like mm-hmm. function. Like I would have a conversation with them and be like, you are not here. Mm-hmm. Versus, so obviously that's an obvious type of thing. Like you can talk to them, whatever. Versus somebody who's using the same amount, but it's not impacting their life at all, but they're using it at just as high as a frequency. I also think they're still intention- getting their work done. They're not being reclusive. Right. So is that, that's my question is like, that's where intention comes in. I think it is. This is where nuance enters the Exactly. I think intention is like the third fucking variable we throw the loop in where it's like, they're smoking as much because their tolerance is that high now, but is their intention like 
like mine, like I'm vibing and I'm, I like the flow and I'm doing this for myself or is, or is the intention to like check out in a, in a negative way, not in a you way. Like, like what I like guess I, when I say check out, I mean it in a meditative way. Exactly. Like I, it's like exactly. my meditation. Right. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think intention plays a role, but also cause we're speaking from the perspective of like when it's appropriate to talk to a friend about their usage. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I think the relationship and intention makes a big deal too. I also think it's so interesting because to make this abundantly clear, I think we've said this in other episodes, but not point blank in this one. Like, weed usage can absolutely harm or help your mental health, and it is going to be yes. so individual. And it's going to depend. In the same way, we say like a hundred people can have a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder and every single one of those people could experience it in a vastly different way. Like even just having the same mental health issue does not mean you have the same experience of it does not mean some, the same things, the same fucking psychopharmaceutical meds would help you. None of it. So it, it, it really, that's why having these conversations and hearing different stories and learning to have a good picker like Gabby and like be in touch with your emotions enough and be self-aware enough to watch your habits and see what comes from them is so important. Mm-hmm. And, and it is especially pronounced with fucking using weed. Thank you for making that super clear. Cause I know sometimes we think things and we don't say it, but you always, well, you and I, we, we forget that sometimes we we're just talking to each other and we have a baseline level of understanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go further, yeah. but then we're like, Oh wait, clarifiers we're on air. <laughs> Yeah. And again, that's a baseline understanding as to like, we know what the other one's trying to say, not like exactly. you guys don't know as much yes. as we do. It's more yeah. just like, I can read better than mine, you can read mine. Like, yeah, bestie. We already, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the the disclaimer Yeah, of like, let's make sure we're all on the same page real quick. Right, right, right. But yeah, I think it could be super cool for mental health, super harmful. I think it depends. I think if you have a friend you're worried about, I think the best things mm-hmm. you can do is communicate openly honestly mm-hmm. from love and from empathy and don't fucking judge someone right i think that also if you are somebody who's struggling with your mental health right now and you are like wanting to start smoking and like getting into that i think that's a great time where like if you have a therapist that you really trust to like talk about it also like if you're ever lying to a therapist or like lying about it in that way like that's a red flag of like what's what's going on here babe don't so, like, pay I for would... it if you're lying to your therapist then why are you paying yeah. for therapy you don't want help sorry Tough yeah love. no it's true but i was just gonna say like it is a i think that like if you're trying to figure out it's like controlled usage almost like in a controlled environment where like you can check in with someone you can have someone keep you accountable especially if like you're not sure which way your usage mm-hmm. is leaning mm-hmm. i think it's a nice way to keep you accountable mm-hmm. um and not even keep you accountable cuz i feel like sometimes that sounds like you're being like regulated but like um what's like the way i'm trying to say it? it's just like it's like you're keeping like a journal entry yeah you know just yeah. like with another human absolutely or literally keep a journal like i just think keep track of it like if you're someone struggling with mental health and want to use weed as a way to help mm-hmm. not numb mm-hmm. and set an intention really going in like helpful. the same way we talk about intention with shrooms and how important that can be mm-hmm. to have a and set and setting an intention is so important for psychedelic trips like I don't know. It's interesting because I find that like the more I do shrooms, the more I can use weed like I use shrooms. And I can tap into that same presence and knowing and spiritual connection with weed because I'm I'm more open to that frequency through shrooms too. And usually I do both at the same time. 
I have a question. Yeah. We tend to have listeners at the same age group, for, but for those who skew younger, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on like smoking weed when you're in high school? From like a, let's say you're like- Brain development? Your, your daughter's, like your, yeah, your kid is asking you if they can start smoking weed. What do you say? Oh, I'll let them for sure. But it's my kid. Okay, but- To other, right, so to other teenagers, I would just, I would be- cognizant and I would be I'm like I'm not going to tell you to do something because like I did it like I get it explore yourself explore your body explore what you want to do but like just be really really mindful that it could have pro like even even more profound sorry I saw a butterfly and I got distracted even more <laughs> profound effects for you and like really then like not lying and having a trusted adult would be like the number one thing I never hid shit from my parents but because I had a brother that was using worse shit than me, they just didn't fucking care and I could do what I want. But also because I was so open with them, like they didn't like, like my parents knew I was smoking weed. My parents, if I drank, I was like, I'm yeah, going to a party, people are brain, drinking. What about brain like development and brain function? Like I don't really know enough of the science behind it. To be fair, I don't either. Not when it comes to like transition age youth and teens. I would have to look it up like, before frankly, I speak it's to it. Pro- I mean, I don't know, but like my Your prefrontal is, like, cortex isn't fully you developed until you're 26. N- Right, but it's like it's probably fucking better for you than drinking. Oh, significantly. I also think right? Gen Z, did you hear drinking is dead? Like none of us drink anymore. It's not cool anymore. Did you see that fucking vice or No, I didn't, but that's definitely not true because I have Gen Z people in my life who are like in high school and they are big drinkers. Getting just as fucking drunk as we were. No, not when you do the statistics though. A lot more kids like no, across the right. country are way more sober. Um, or California sober, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about it enough to speak to it. So, like, we'll, we'll, maybe we can do our own due diligence and try to find some other resources to link more for younger listeners. Mm -hmm. Let us know. This would be a really cool conversation to have on Patreon. If you guys are not on our Patreon, I would love to, like, once oh, we we'll go deeper. This episode, like, have a little forum, like, in the in the comments. Yeah, hear your guys' experiences. Yeah. If you fully fucking disagree with anything that we've said, like, wholeheartedly, like, go off. I'm curious. Go off respectfully. Is this a Patreon only episode or is this public? No, it's public. It's public. It just goes up on Patreon a day early. Right. Of course it does. You didn't know that. Yeah. With video. It's fun. You get to like have your Sunday with us. We take away your Sunday scaries. Mm -hmm. Come and hang. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I've been talking in that fucking voice. I can do it because I'm Latina. I mean, I don't really care. Anybody could do it. I think it's hilarious, but whatever. Um, (laughs) There is this guy, I can't remember his Instagram, literally, there's a, there's a guy on Instagram, I don't know his handle, he's so funny, but he does this like character, I think he's a guy from Miami, and he does a character that's like a a Latin soccer coach, like a kid soccer coach, and just the accent that he does is so fucking funny, because it's so spot on, and I've just been talking like that, You have to send it to me. So now I, so I can be in, yeah, in on the inside joke. Oh my God. There's also this guy from Miami who I'm really scared is a like really big Trumpy just because he just gives Cuban from Miami, but I'm praying he's not because he's so funny. His Instagram is something red. What is it? Oh Jesus. It's, Already have Okay. It's Mr. Mr. Dot red. No, he's, he's a ginger. Um, Mr. Dot red. And he does. Is Mr. Spelled funniest. out? No, it's not. I see it. No, it's M. R period yeah. R-E-D. He is so fucking funny. He does these like these reels and TikToks of like him pretending to be like his like Cuban girlfriend and like him. And it's just the thickest Miami accent. Like it's so fucking funny. It's so spot on. It kills me. Anyway, enjoy those if anyone okay. like I see him. Yeah, stuff. I'm gonna watch it later. I like my one mutual is your cousin. 
<laughs> oh my god, he puts he puts like gan like how do you say ganchos? He puts like clips, like claw clips, yeah, yeah. as like earrings <laughs> to like be the girl. It's so of funny. It's so funny. Does. Anything that ever comes up about Latina mothers just sends me into a spiral, and I just send them to you because they're so funny. Yeah, it's great. All right, I feel like it's a nice place to end. How do we feel? We had another topic that we wanted to talk about, but like, I want to get into that. (laughs) Another week goes by and we didn't talk about gay stuff. (laughs) We just talked about drugs instead. (laughs) Well, well, one day at a time. One day at a time. Just put me in a better mood. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Good. I'm so glad. You know, it would be fun when we do the Patreon forum is like, let's also like get high for a video. Mm -hmm. I say that like I'm not high for half of these. I know. I'm like, Meadow, you're always high for these videos. (laughs) I remember the time that we wanted to like do like a drunk Q&A, but then both realized it was like 4 yeah. p.m. And then like I was going to be alone in my apartment and I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Like I have no You're desire like, to be drunk smoke. right now by myself. No one's coming over tonight. It's 4 p.m. And I'm like getting wine drunk. Dude, literally after after the AIM event, after we saw you, we were like hanging out. We went and got burgers, like a little group of us. And we were walking back and we saw Adriana. Hi, Adriana, if you're listening. I saw her and she said like, no, you're fine. She was like, oh, hi, I listen to TV, whatever. We talked. I immediately turned around and I was like, you guys, I'm so high. Like, was I normal? <laughs> was I nice? And Maddie looked at me and she's like, babe, when are you ever not high? And I was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I like had a second of being like, was I, was that, did I behave? Was I, was I kind? Was I nice? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm always high. Mm-hmm. I'm myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's end it. Why did I keep talking? End it. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Rate and review. Send it to a friend. Would you? Would you send this to a friend? Talk about drugs with listen? your friends. Talk about drugs with your friends. Talk about mental health with your friends. Send it with someone that you disagree with. That's send our fun. show to someone you disagree with because it's fun to talk things. I mean, Gabby and I typically agree on a lot of stuff, but it's fun to talk things out with friends that you have different opinions on. We love it. I love when we disagree. We're here it's for rare, it. but it's fun. I can't remember the last time we disagreed on something, yeah. but I think we disagreed. I was ju- that's what I was just trying to think of. I was like, I can't, whatever. <sighs> anyway, all right, ciao for now. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast <laughs> every Monday.